This is a song called American Hymn. American hymn for the lost and lonely Guess that's me, but I'm not the only Soul that feels the need for something new Get in the car and push the gas down I can't wait to be rid of this town Till all that's left's the dust in the review Just stay indoors and keep my head down No mistakes if I'm not around I'll be in the shade and out of view Restless in my own delusions Fictional myth-making blue moons Irrational fears often come true But it's only when it's too late I'll come to American hymn for the last Democrat In the dugout waiting to bat The diamond shines but it doesn't shine for you Free will always an illusion Rails the leaders to our future Cause I still feel bad about the choices that I made So just stay indoors and keep my head down No mistakes if I'm not around I'll be in the shade and out of view Restless in my own delusions Fictional myth-making blue moons Irrational fears often come true It's only when it's too late I'll come to For the lost and lonely I guess that's me But I'm not the only Soul that feels the need For something new Hello, good day We're here with Ufa Radio Live Sessions In front of me I have Stan who just played us An American song uh, Sorry, an amazing song <laughs> hey, Called American Hymn Yeah, thanks for coming man And thanks no for Thanks for hitting us With, uh, with the Vogue vibes man <laughs> I really nice. enjoyed the song. I really enjoyed nice. the song. How how do you go about writing such a song? Um, I was really wondering that while playing it, because I was like, this song is such a vibe. In what yeah. time, type of mood do you write such a song? I was, well, kind of quarantining in my parents' house, which I hadn't been mm. to in a while. <laughs> and it was not, it was all right. But I was like feeling very, what do you call it? Boxed in. Mm. I was like, oh man. And so I had to go at writing a, a Conroe burst. He's like a folk the folk singer from Bright Eyes. And I was like, how would he write a song? And so I started with doing, I'll do all the cliches and then I'll cut them back a little bit. And then with that kind of song where it's like quite a standard progression, it doesn't take too long to get everything like kind of hammered out. What are, what are all the cliche, cliches in this? Like some of the people listening might oh not know man, the cliches. Like I do, of course. All of the little vocal wobbles like you do and then super 
intense kind of things. You spit a little bit when you sing, like yeah. those kind of things. And then you do the first, the key is to do the first verse personal and the second verse gets political. That's mm. the Conroe bus key. So you start inside and then you look outside. You know, I actually heard some of the political uh, cues here and there. Because yeah. I heard you saying something like, something about freedom and that realness is the, is the path to the future, yeah. right? Well, I watched, you guys see, I watch a lot of TV. I watched a nice. bit of Devs and it's this whole thing. It's like this sci-fi thing. I didn't really understand it. <laughs> but like they're predicting, they have this computer that predicts the future or something. And so they know everything that's going to happen. And so it's like, if you kill someone, then so what if everything is already predetermined? Oh. So I guess it's TV philosophy. But I wasn't very good in philosophy class, so for me it was nice. I feel you, but you, yeah. you are very good at watching the TV and yeah. uh, writing songs about I'm great it. At, that's where I get all my ideas from, because I don't do that much day to day. I don't do anything. <laughs> so it's like, where do you get the ideas from? Watch, watch some TV. I love, I, I love the, I love the honesty, man. The yeah. TV is a very inspirational place if you if you yeah. look in the in the right places. Yeah, yeah. So you have this show, you watch it. It's sci-fi. You don't understand it, but you yeah. still put the inspiration for yeah, it in yeah. the song. I think that's the songwriting thing. You don't. It's not like whenever I have to write papers, I hate it because I have to understand stuff. Yeah. Whereas when you're doing songs, you just take the bits you kind of understand. You put it together, and then other people can do the work if they want yeah. to. It's like you're a I little magpie. You. Stealing everyone else's ideas. <laughs> how is it? How is it with the lyrics? Because uh, you say that you say that everybody can fill it in themselves, right? Do you yeah. feel like you have a other intention with some of the things you write than people actually understand out of it? Um, it depends. I try not to overthink mm. lyrics too much. Sometimes I'll do those a Beatles trick where George Harrison's struggling to like write the lyrics for something, mm. and John and Paul go, "Just sing whatever comes to mind, and then you can change it after." And then it's like your brain does work for you and you might not get, you probably won't get a full verse, but you might get half a verse by accident. Yeah. And then you already have the structure, take a few words out, put some more in. So it's, it's like, kind of like a freestyle way of writing. Yeah. And then you always then can rearrange afterwards, but it's a nice way to get things like on the page. Yeah, because you can, I feel like in a freestyle you can get the sound very right, mm. but then maybe you don't have the lyrics yet. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, at least you have the feel yeah. and then the rest you can just kind of yeah. fill in. Yeah, exactly. You have like the tempo already, you have all the phrasing already, and then yeah. sometimes there's nonsense words in there and then you just replace those. So in this song, do you also do a bit of freestyling in the writing process? Or do or are you like the type of person that really sits down, like notepad, write mm. out everything? I think I've it. ever written a song like that. I think I use my <laughs> notes app on my phone and I do it when I'm recording and then maybe I'll go back to it. But it's I'm super impatient, so I want everything to be done right then. It's like, oh, I need a second verse, right? Thirty seconds, let's write the verse and then do it once and then re-record it if you need to and then move I on. I love that, you know. That's, that's a very natural way of mm. writing it, you know. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of times, it's the same, like you were just talking about writing a paper, right? Mm. It's the same with like exams. Sometimes mm. you tend to overthink things yeah. and then it just turns into shit, basically. <laughs> yeah, I think the more you think about it, maybe the more in your own head you get and then also the more attached to it you get. And if it doesn't work out, then you're going to be really sad. Yeah. Like, but yeah. I feel you. I feel you. So with the, with the attachment part, have you ever mm. experienced this where you're like super attached to this one yeah. verse or whatever? I have like songs on my computer that I essentially finished, and I spend so much time on them, and then listen back, and it's just not very good. <laughs> like, and I've spent ages on the arrangements, and I'm like, well, they're all right, but at the core of it, even I know, and I'm already biased because I liked it anyway, but I know <laughs> it's not just not that good, and so you can sit yeah. and 
fuck around with one plugin for 15 minutes, but that's not going to make the song better. Yeah. And so that always hurts when I realize I've done that. Um, <laughs> I have a little like folder of shame of stuff that just didn't work. <laughs> they just didn't work out. And like the amount of time I spent producing it outweighed the amount of time that I spent writing it. Like, cause you can't fix. I try and polish the turds and they never get polished. <laughs> They never get shiny. So you do a bit of the mixing of the mixing yourself as well. Yeah, I, I've been failing at Logic Pro for about two years. Oh, and amazing, slowly man. getting better, better each time. Yeah. It's funny how how how, uh, how difficult that actually is mixing, mm. and how much yeah. everybody essentially sucks at it yeah. to a certain point. I think even when you're good at it, you kind of so you every or the first mix always kind of sucks, and yeah. then it's like, how do you get it better from there? Yeah, yeah. Thing with mixing is your ears get so tired. Yeah. Especially if you're on headphones, yeah. like, and I had to like I use I have a Nate like a roommate. Well, not in my room, but like the next door over, and so it's lots of knocking on the wall. You please use headphones, yeah. and so like at two a.m. Fine, I use headphones, and then your ears just get fucked. You're such a you good can't. you're such a good neighbor, man. Usually, I'm pretty good. I had to listen to all sorts of noises coming from his room, so it's like it weighed it out. And it's like, okay, I've heard that. I've heard things I don't want to hear. You get to hear things I don't. You don't. You know, I don't want you to. Whatever the words are. Yeah. So how about this polishing the turds? Because do you feel like these are really turds, or do you feel like your mixing is not at the level yet where you can really polish this? Because you can actually. Yeah. I, I believe that you have you ever watched MythBusters? No. Oh, maybe one. Yeah, it's on yeah. TV, so I thought yeah. you watch a lot of TV, maybe you've watched yeah. it. But they actually did uh, bust this myth where mm. they where they uh, they polished the turd <laughs> and it actually looked quite nice in the end. It was like shiny and like a ball. Nice. So do you think it's 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 that it's just a turd, like you said, essentially, or do you think that mm. it's because your your uh, mixing and mastering isn't up to the level yet where you can salvage such a I think it's a little bit project. of both. Because mm. I think that I always don't spend enough time at the start things like make sure it's in the right key so you can actually sing it and then I'll just put it in whatever key I did it decided first like when I played whatever the chords were I'll just keep it at that and move on and then you find that oh this is not in any range that I can really sing and so you'll spend ages trying to perfect the vocals which if you'd have spent 10 minutes figuring out the right key you wouldn't have to do that extra step so yeah. I think it's a little bit of that it's making good decisions early on yeah it's like yeah. good source material makes yeah. it a hell of a lot less yeah uh, Yeah, yeah, just just difficult, and just living with the material for a little bit. Like, just because you've written it today doesn't mean you have to record it today. Yeah, you like, are you antsy like that? Like, I wrote, I, I wrote it today. I need to record yeah, it. Yeah, and hopefully energy. it can be finished by midnight, and then <laughs> then it's done, and then I don't have to worry about it anymore. Otherwise, I'll be thinking about it for the next day, and then the day after that till it's done. Mm, that's why you work till late. You need to you yeah. need to finish it. That's yeah, why. You, that's why. It. <laughs> that's why your neighbor hates you. Yeah, that's why he hate. Well, he doesn't hate me, but. He's put up with some stuff, like the same four bars again and again and again. I'm trying to make the drums sound good. <laughs> This guy now, from now on in his life, he just hates folk music. Yeah, he like, hates folk them. Music. I hate yeah. guitars. Like. Especially when I do, like, I, I don't just make folk at home. I kind of adjusted these songs because I didn't want to bring anyone in just for COVID safety reasons. I didn't want to bring, mm. like, three, four people. So I was like, how can I turn songs that were a bit louder, two of them were a bit louder, into something that will sound decent just on a guitar. I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, just for the listeners, while well, we're sitting very far apart right now. Yeah, yeah. Like two meters. Two whole meters. Well, I'm in the other room. I'm <laughs> trying to listen. I can't really hear. This is a Skype yeah. call. <laughs> this, is a, this is a Zoom call. Um, but yeah, so I also, I'll make louder stuff and I'll mm. be a bit more experimental because if it's just me and a laptop, who cares if it like works or not? And yeah. so when I'm trying to do 
um, when I'm making like dank trap beats, he really doesn't like that because the 808s just go straight through the floor. But what yep. can you do? What can you do? <laughs> like the lows get straight into his ears. Straight into all the rattling. Yeah, 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 yeah. How yeah. about the name, by the way, for the song? Do you feel, how, do, how did you come up with the name for this song? I saw a library book that was called American Hymns and it was a collection of like old American folk songs. And then I had that in my favorites. That was like two years ago. Had that on my favorites in my phone. I was scrolling through and I was like, oh, that'd be a good title for something. Mm. So it was more like writing a song to a title than having a song than giving a title. Mm. So you had yeah. the title first. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's nice to have prompts, I think. <laughs> I love it, man. Mm. I feel like the song very, very much fits the title as well, yeah, and, yeah. and it got me a little bit hungry yeah. for another for another song. <laughs> for another man. song? Do, do you think? Do you think? I you could do another song. Yeah, yeah. Man, let us hear it, man. Let us hear it. All right, cool. This is a song called "Be Where You Are." It too far, left me alone, feeling stranded. Ego and it, feeling like shit, texting your ex in the back of a taxi. Wish that I weren't always so hurt. If I am being honest and candid. Not that I mind being surprised if I weren't so paranoid Heat of a star spinning in circles all around us Pining a night, living your life in a location that is absent If I have to choose who I can lose, I'll be certain to act in self-interest Not that I'm proud of talking so loud Sometimes I wish no one would listen Don't follow the mark up in the sky, so cold and distant You follow that light, you never realize what you're missing I 
know it's cliche, just live for today Because nothing else really matters Was it a shock when you find out It's not magic or myth, it was misunderstanding Dan. Yeah. After that first song, I was like, damn, it's dope. <laughs> They came in with the second, man. I feel like this song was a little bit more personal. Or oh, it sounded like that. Um, Yeah, but it's all a bit of a, it's a bit of a lie. Because again, like, I don't, at the moment, luckily I don't have the, I have quite a stable personal life, which I'm very thankful for. Yeah. But it means I have to listen to all my friends to steal their emotional turmoil for <laughs> writing purposes. But yeah, because this is more about, I don't want to give too much away because my friends will probably hear this. Well, I hope they will. <laughs> this is the time um, to expose all your friends. But yeah, like, I'm, like, like a lot of international students, I know a lot of other international students who are doing long distance relationships. And so I was like, mm. hearing all those conversations, I was like, what little bits can you get from that? And it's like a lot of the difficulties of people, this idea of not really living where you're living. You're like trying to live with someone else who's, like for whatever reason isn't in the same country mm. and so it started with that and then just became a little bit more general oh because yeah. i thought i i i hadn't thought when i listened to it that mm. the inspiration would have been relationships like really you said, like what were you I, thinking i was thinking like it it was like a bit more of a of like a general thing where it's like yeah. be where you are same yeah. as like live in the moment or whatever. yeah like uh, yeah. seize the day or something that's I know, what i thought i think it could be that i'm not the most seize the day kind of person um <laughs> in general But I'd like the, I like the idea, I can't remember where I heard, I think I might have even stolen that phrase, but I remember hearing it and I liked it because it was like a not super, it's not optimistic and it's not like you can fix everything, Yeah. but it's kind of like peaceful, you know, like you can just be where you are and that's kind of like a neutral, like realistic way of finding a little bit of solace. Yeah. And I feel like everybody can do that. Yeah. And it, like so. when I heard it, I was like, yeah, man. Yeah. True. Be what you are. Yeah. Be where you are. So you say that for you, you take the emotional turmoil from your friends. To well, from this from wherever it is. From whatever. Because I think if I use my own, on the occasions I am emotionally turbulent, if I use that and then I listen to it back, it's a bit embarrassing. It's mm. like, oh my god. But what you, are how, you how talking you, <laughs> about? How can you <laughs> embarrass yourself? This is a new. So you, you don't embarrass. You've never embarrassed I, yourself. I embarrass myself all the time. But I also kind of feel like. <laughs> I also kind of feel like sometimes, uh, you know, something is like, it's like a picture. Like a mm. picture can be embarrassing, but yeah. it was still, it happened at that time. Oh, oh so like I'm, that. The kind, I'm the kind of person who goes to bed and then thinks, what about that time I did that thing? <laughs> that's me. <laughs> like, that's my kind of existence. I'm definitely more, especially when I listen to, like, just I have things saved on my laptop. And every so often, like a little tour, I'll listen to something I made four years ago when, mm. like, I got dumped in high school or whatever. Mm. And I'll be like... Dude, get a grip. This is, you're not the postal service. You don't need to make these songs. And so, like, a little bit of self-reflection. But that's crazy, though, because I feel like a lot of people really want to see that emotion mm. out of uh, artists. Like, they want yeah. to, to kind of, you kind of, as, like, a musician, mm. I feel like um, musicians often kind of sell that. Yeah, yeah. Their own, uh, their own grievances and yeah. shit. 
But I think that's kind of a, it's. I don't. Everyone has their own thing, but I think it's a dangerous thing mm. to romanticize, like your own pain sometimes because Elliot Smith wasn't a great songwriter because he was really sad. He was a great songwriter who was really sad, but I think it's still a craft mm. and just like, don't put yourself through like, like I know a few people who will think that just because you go, like you may might put themselves in a hard time and be like, yeah, I'm going to get some art out of this. And like, that's not necessarily how it works. Like you have to, it's like anything. I think it's a craft and the inspiration is important. And not that I'm the authority, uh, I'm not. Um, but I think like it's a little bit of both. Like, of course, use the things that you're passionate about, but don't think that you're not faking it if you're. It's writing, you know. It's imagination. You're not faking it if you take it from other people. Yeah. You're not faking it if you're mediating it, because that's kind of. It's not like a song isn't necessarily bearing your soul because you've had to sit down and write it and record it. You know, you've thought about it. It's already kind of mediated. Yeah, I feel so, you. I feel. I feel like yeah. people. <clears throat> Do need to hear this though, yeah. Because I do feel like people think like I mm. I need to be Amy Winehouse in order yeah, to write yeah. some good songs. Yeah. Like, it's like maybe she was a talented person who wrote great <laughs> songs and also like had some pretty big struggles. But that yeah. not, isn't necessarily why those songs are so good. It's because she was really good at writing songs. Like I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. No, I yeah. think I I really I really agree with you because mm. it's a dangerous thing. Like you say, yeah. people will jump into some shit and be like. Yeah. Yo, but I'm gonna get some good art, art out of it, yeah. and then you're left with like a heroin addiction. Yeah. It's like what? Like, yeah, like my one of my favorite songwriters, Phoebe Bridges, who we we're talking about in the hallway. Like very personal stuff, but even then, I think she still, like, it's still created. You know, she has. I mean, I don't know her personally, but it's like anything. If you're an artist, you have a persona, and you kind of create to that, almost like to a character. Yeah. And like Phoebe Bridges, I hope doesn't sit around twenty four seven like crying in a bathtub like i hope she has good times as well and i follow her instagram and it seems like she does so it's like you don't have to be sad all the time just to make music even if your music is sad and a yeah. lot of the time like really great sad music is a little bit funny as well mm. like you you know it's a little it's not just one thing yeah it's not just crying out loud in the microphone yeah because like. i hate that open mics it drives me mad yeah and it's like especially when there's one open mic that i'll go to fairly recently and i hate when people do little caveats in front of their songs the, my, the most annoying one is when people go oh, i'm not really much of a piano player and then they sit down and they're like a virtuoso mm. but the second one is sorry the song is so depressing guys it's like don't apologize for your stuff <laughs> so i guess on the other on the other hand, I think you have to, uh, whatever you do, own it. Don't like put a little caveat in front of it. Yeah, no, I feel you. This is a thing that I feel like many artists do, and it's a bit of, mm. it's a bit, it's a, it's a little bit, uh, it's insecurity. Yeah. Basically. But it's never, it never uh, elevates your song. Yeah. If you're like, sorry, this is depressing. Yeah. It's like, let me make up my mind about whether it's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Let me yeah. throw the tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're on stage, now I get to decide. And then later I'll be on stage and you guys can boo me. Like, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. But so these type of, this song, for instance, mm. do you uh, get things out of them, out of it for yourself as well, where you can he hear this song or mm. play it and be like, okay, this can be applicable to how I want to handle myself as well? I think a little bit. Mainly I'll make, like, I have the original arrangement for this was is, like, pretty loud, quite industrial, like, lots of, like, industrial drums and mainly synths. I don't even think there's a few guitars on there. And, like, I made that and I, I made it kind of so I could listen to it because I was like, what if there was a song that sounded like this? And then I couldn't find one. And so I was like, well, I'll do it. And then I never quite finished it and I never put it out. But occasionally I will. It feels a bit wrong when you do it. I'll listen to my own music. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah. You should. And so that's quite nice. So I guess I do it for that. And then maybe sometimes I'll be like, I'll listen to it. And if you listen to it enough, I can kind of forget that it's me. And that's quite nice because then you can start to like really connect with it, like think about the song rather than, oh, I should alter this panning to here or yeah. that drum should be like, that drum needs more gain or whatever. Yeah, then you can listen to it without like your own bias. Yeah, yeah. Like it becomes a song, essentially, a real yeah. song. Because I don't feel like any of my songs are real songs because I did them like because they're not finished in my brain, if that makes sense. Mm. But I guess once you put it out for everyone else, that it's finished now. Yeah. You got you to gotta kind of find solace in that, exactly. If it's mm. out in the world, it's yeah. out in the world. Yeah. Because not, nothing is ever finished. Yeah, yeah. But then again, sometimes less is more, I guess. Yeah. And so, again, not overthinking stuff too yeah, much. Because otherwise yeah. you'll never put it out. So, like, what you learned from this song is that when you're ever on Tinder and you see this girl, like, thousand <laughs> kilometers away, swipe yeah. to the left. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's too much. It won't work. It never works. <laughs> it yeah. never does. It never quite works. And long-distance yeah. relationships will kill you. Yeah, but very, very slowly, and you won't even notice it's happening. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe there's some positive stories out there. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I've not heard them. But, um, <laughs> I have one friend. They're managing it quite well. So maybe shout out to them. Are you sure? <laughs> well, I'm not. <laughs> maybe I'll sit down and do a little therapy session and find out when I'm home. Like, so tell me how you really feel about that. <laughs> Is it really going great? <laughs> yeah, I have this song, so you can say like, yeah, oh, yeah. I have this song for you, by the way. <laughs> oh, man. Be where you are. Yeah. Man, that was a lovely song, but I feel like we're not done yet. Yeah, you for, want one more? I, I feel like we can use we another, could do one. another one. Yeah? Yeah. Right, let, let's sure. do it, man. Let's do it. The floor is yours. <laughs> this is a song called Tomorrow. So far, the water turns around in the glass jar. Lights are out, and there's fast cars. And the highway is alive, but only barely. And these streets at dusk are magic, but so lonesome. They're filled with other people's houses, they're just buildings. Party, we're invited Go, have a time Tomorrow, wake up early And I, I'll be fine To the cold light, never dying fire You can try to have reason But you won't like what you find There's a party, we're invited Go and have a time Tomorrow, 
wake up early And I, I'll be fine We're back. back We're back, mics. man. We're back. Just did the the, 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 the the third song, man. Yeah. Man, this song, tell me a bit about it. I want to hear you talk about it. I wrote this song after I discovered the existence of the musician Daniel Johnston, and then within 20 minutes, I found out that he died. Oh. And I was like, it's like, oh, man, this is so great. This is new. This is super exciting. I can't believe I'd never heard this before. And then I see on Facebook, oh. Daniel Johnston's died. And so it's so strange because I didn't feel, you feel a little bit like an imposter. He's like an indie guy. It was like Kurt Cobain's favorite songwriter. And oh. so it's like, you don't want to feel like a poser, but it's like you've, as soon as you've made the connection with something and then it's gone. I was like, that's kind of strange. And so yeah. I thought I'd write a little, like a, this was a one take song. And I put this one is on my Spotify. Unlike the others, I released this one and I did it in, I did one rehearsal just in my room. And then my roommate told me that it was too late and too loud. And so I, It was, that's why on the recording you can hear I had to turn the gain right up and I'm pretty much whispering into the microphone mm. and so it has this really unique kind of feel and it's a one take song it all kind of worked out I did another dub for a little solo on it and then it just felt finished and then I put it out the next day and then I was planning to like re-record it but I just couldn't get that same ambience as having to play really quietly with the microphone just one microphone in a room turned up um I couldn't recreate it, like trying to do it properly. And so I was like, well, I guess this is the song forever now. So yeah, this was more like, not planned, but the one that is kind of, for me, this one's finished and it's done yeah. now. But yeah. That's a crazy process. You mm. just, did so did you write the song on the on the same day you recorded it? Yeah, it was like it was released. It was written, recorded and released like in like an hour. I was like, let's go, let's do this. And then again, not super long, only two verses, so it's not that much Damn. work. Stan does it in like two hours. Yeah. Doesn't always mean it's good, but people it does mean it's done. <laughs> people take a year for their albums. Not yeah. Stan. He does it in two hours. But you do mm. feel like it was finished and it has yeah. a unique sound to it that you feel like yeah. how it should be. Yeah, especially if you listen to the recording. Like it's not well recorded, but it just works. Like there's only one microphone, so there was no mixing. Yeah. So it's kind of the room mixed it for me. And yeah. like for whatever reason, I listened back and I was like, oh, this just works. So I'm just decided putting it out. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like this, like in the process of mixing a song or like completing a song, mm. you do try to add a lot of ambient space and mm. rooms and shit to yeah, a song. Yeah. If the song already has a room and yeah. it works, then it's you should. I feel like that's what you would try to add when mixing it. Yeah, probably. yeah. Like it, it already had. Yeah, that. And it, yeah, and so it was like pretty easy. And I liked the song as well. And like it's one of not that I have fans, but it's a fan favorite with um, even the. Like the roommate who tells me to turn it down, it's his favorite song that I've done. So in that way, it's a fan favorite. So I think that people quite like that. 
He comes knocking on the door like, yo, I, usually I hate what you do. Like this <laughs> yeah, one. usually I hate it, but I quite like this one. But yeah. <laughs> That's how you know, because you know that he is a very, like, he is deeply biased because yeah, yeah. he just considers you noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, noise pollution. And so if he likes the noise pollution. <laughs> That's where you know you yeah. really have a, have a banger on your, yeah, uh, yeah. On your hand. Yeah. That's so definitely one that's pretty crazy with. that 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 you that you wrote this song finding out that this guy mm. who you really like had died. Yeah. Does he have like a large musical repertoire? Yeah, like it's, it's massive, and I didn't still haven't really like dug that deep into it. It's like he's the person who apparently invented lo-fi, so it's a mixture of mm. folk, it's a mixture of there's some electronics on it, but the recording is kind of deliberately primal, like it's all I think done by him, and he was very much like a musician's musician and so I found out like so I felt like a little bit of an imposter like coming into this club of oh everyone likes this guy yeah and like his songs are kind of childlike in a way um but they're not really like anything else I'd heard and so as soon as I discovered this thing it was over and I was like oh Damn. That was a weird vibe, yeah. I must presume. But he'd, he had died many years prior. Of no, finding out no, no. It. Like, I mean, like, I discovered it. And then, on like, I saw on the news, like, Holy on Facebook shit. that he died. That's what I mean. Like, it was all... I thought that you just discovered that he had died on, like, on No, like, no. I mean, like, in real time. Holy shit. That's why... And so I thought I'd do a little... I'd do that kind of song in that... Not the his, his kind of song, but in his kind of spirit of just doing it right then and there and then. It just that must be a sucky thing to go through. Be like this artist. I, that's like that's like finding out a new show and then be like, yeah, oh, it's, it's cancelled. Yeah. It's cancelled. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, there's been loads of. But then the kind of upside was he got a little bit of a boost in. I mean, it doesn't matter to him. He's he's gone now. But yeah. he got such a boost in terms of all the musicians who were like, this guy was important, like so influential and kind of underrated. Mm. And so there's loads of little tribute albums that people put together. But yeah, what's his name again? Daniel Johnston. I'll check him out. So yeah. he's the he's one of the founder of lo-fi music. Yeah, but it was like all... It's not like he was part of a collective or anything. Yeah, it was yeah. just like in his room. And yeah, I think he got a bit of a boost in the 90s when Kurt Cobain discovered him. And it was like that... Well, not discovered him, found like got turned on to him. And he was like, again, inspired by that just different, complete different approach to music. This is a very interesting story. I can only yeah. imagine you being like, yo, this artist is so yeah. dope. And then checking your Facebook, just scrolling through yeah. some fucking vines and shit. And then yeah. being like, oh, he oh, dead. He dead. He's dead. <laughs> that must have been a lonely, a yeah. lonely moment. It's not the first time it's happened. I think, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm causing them, but like I found out I got, as soon as I got kind of turned on to injury reserve, I found out that one of them had died. And it's like, what is this? If I find out a new band that I like, someone has to die. Oh man, yeah. that is nobody should ever tell you about their yeah. band. No one, no one recommend any music to me ever. <laughs> he will die. Otherwise, they'll die. <laughs> yeah. No, that is so interesting. But what about um, so for this song, for instance, the song is called Tomorrow. Mm. Why this title? Um, I took it from the chorus, I think. Like, and I was like, oh, it's like a future song. It's a nice song about the future. Yeah, and it's a little bit of a stock title because there's—I'm sure there's loads of songs called Tomorrow, um, mm. but I don't like a long title and I don't like um, a super cringy title. So I like basic, simple, kind of gets the job. <laughs> what done. do you consider a cringy title? Um, usually things by the 1975. No shade to the band, but sometimes the titles are like, damn, that's quite long. Like, hit, all the matter of taste. Hit but, me with one of the cringy titles. Oh, man, there's that song. It's like, all the songs are in all caps and have forward slashes in them. It's like, two time, two time, two time, two time. 
And I'm like, okay, cool guys, nice. But <laughs> yeah. then they sell out arenas and make lots of money from their songs and have lots of fans, and I don't. So I don't really think I can judge them. Yeah, but I feel yeah. you. And people already think that you are a poser because you find out this guy 20 minutes yeah, before he yeah, died. They're already thinking. They only <laughs> just found out about. Daniel Johnston. And you, you're going to everybody like, yo, I found this new guy. Yeah, you're like, oh, you're one of those people yeah. where he just Jump died. Jump on the bandwagon. Yep. <laughs> I'm trying to think of genuinely cringy song titles now, but I don't think I can. Yeah, just just put one on a, on, on a future song you make and I'll be, yeah. uh, you know, I'll know when I, when yeah, I check yeah. your Spotify. I'll know like, ah, this is one of them. Yeah. Them cringy titles. Cringy titles. <laughs> I remember and I'll, uh, I'll keep checking your Spotify. Yeah for the day where it finally comes and then I can see like I'll stop oh. writing songs and I'll start writing titles is your Spotify name also Stan by the way no it's Rockpool Dramas because oh. I didn't want to put my own name on it at I the time and I thought so of Rockpool Dramas yeah because I have a list of I'm sure a lot of people have this of you know when you hear a good sentence like that'd be a great band name yeah. this came from Blue Planet 2 uh, again TV and I was like that'd be a sick brand, like band name and then a few of my friends also who played in bands at the time like yeah it would and I was like right I have to make the band now this pretend band and put something release something so I can keep this title for when I need it later mm. and so that's why I decided on it so no one else could take it <laughs> so now you're still looking out out in the world looking for a for a band yeah I mean I mean, if you want to join my band, send a le- send a write a letter, send it into the the radio station. What is the what is the? Oh, you got to send it to Uva Radio. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then someone forward it to me, but like okay, a physical cool. letter, no emails. Send it to uh, Uva Radio at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. Is that our email? <laughs> send it to that email, <laughs> and maybe it'll find its way to me at some point. Exactly, exactly. Okay. They, the people who own that email, if it's not ours, will most definitely listen <laughs> <Yeah>. to this. <laughs> And send it to us. But yeah. But do you also like? Because so you have the name is as if it were a band. Yeah. Do people ever come up to you like, yo, who are the people that play your instruments? Because you said that you put some, you you produce some of it yourself yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, I'll do it's all usually all me. Occasionally, a friend will come in and give a hand. Yeah. Um. But yeah, sometimes I'll just say it's just me, and sometimes I'll lie and I'll say it's a band. It depends how I feel because I think that's also kind of funny. <laughs> I thought about getting a bunch of my non-musical friends to, and then take like fake promo shots and yeah. so then it looks like a band yeah. um, but that felt a bit a bit dishonest but I might do that later because I thought that'd be kind of fun and then I, everyone's holding instruments but none of them play that would be so fucking funny <laughs> I would love that yeah that would, I would love that and it really comes good with uh, you can you can handpick like all your friends who look weird yeah and yeah shit. yeah all the people with the best best sense they can join the band yeah it would be even crazier if you're not even on the yeah if I'm not picture. even there Or like the one that taking the picture. No, yeah, I'll like just take the, the picture. <laughs> <laughs> you have yeah. like your thumb in it, like, oh, this is the band. Yeah. But that's a lovely way to come up with a with a name. So it's actually yeah. like a collective, a movement. Yeah, it's a movement of one. <laughs> the movement of one. But I've all, I always like like when solo artists have a band name. Yeah. I think it's interesting. It gives you a little bit more, puts a bit of distance between you and the thing sometimes. Yeah, and it and and I feel like it makes it a bit more uh, mystical or something. Yeah, like oh, who is this? Yeah, like, yeah, who are these people? And also, if someone, if I have to apply for anything particularly professional, which I haven't yet, but maybe one day I will, they won't search my name and then ask me about my mixtape. Mm. Um, but maybe I want that. But who who knows? It's nice to have a bit of control over it. If your mixtape is fire, you can't. Yeah, do that's want true. That. That's true. Because me and a friend, I have a friend called Arnout. It's his guitar that I borrowed today. Shout out. Um, shout out Arnout. <laughs> and so he he also makes music under his own name. But then over one of our 
he also lived with me, but he wasn't my room neighbor. He was on the other end of the hall, also making music, but we didn't hear that. And we made a trap banger together. I mean, neither of us have any license to do make any hip-hop music, um, especially not him. No offense, he will listen to this, but even he would agree. I don't think he's listened to more than, like, five hip-hop songs in his life. But we, I was watching, you know, The Cave with Kenny Beats? I do, I yeah. do, I do know it. And so I really like watching that after a little bit of herbal refreshment. And I was like, why don't we do this? And so we started just for fun doing, like, little freestyles, because I quite like, it's a good challenge, using music production software, like how do you make a beat? Yeah. It's a lot harder than I think people think it is, because mm. even if there's not that many elements, getting it to work. Yeah. And then I accidentally made a beat that I thought was quite good, and then we just improved on it, and 25 minutes later, we have a Jesus-themed trap banger. And we didn't put that out in our name, because I think it's going to prevent us from getting any job ever anywhere. And so in that way, I think having a fake name is quite, is quite nice, because the, thing, the things that both of us say are in many professional situations, quite unredeemable. Especially for those of the Christian persuasion. <laughs> I do really appreciate this honesty, yeah. man. Like, if people ever hear, if people are going to listen to this interview, be like, this man yeah. is... <laughs> you just put everything on the table. <laughs> full, full blast, total yeah. honesty, full yeah. clarity. Yeah, I really love it, man. And I'm really stoked to actually listen to this, to this mm. Jesus team. To, yeah. Uh, Trap banger now. Yeah, it's under the name, for anyone who does want to listen to it, it's under the name Paint Job, spelt with a full stop. And the song is called The Newest Testament, I think. Yeah, because it's the it's like the third edition, you know? Old Testament, New Testament, and then this one. I do really want to <laughs> yeah. listen to this song. <laughs> Jesus, forgive me. Yeah, but I don't want to be there when it happens. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I, even, I sent it to my parents because they're not the most conservative people in the world. And they thought my mum's reaction was, you know what, that's quite nice. Well done, guys. And I was like, well, maybe it's not too bad. But yeah. <laughs> I'll be yeah. judge of that. Because <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of my, both of us take our own music quite seriously. So it was mm. so nice to do something that was absolutely ridiculous and then kind of commit to it completely. Yeah. But yeah. I do really want to hear this song. Yeah. And talking about hearing songs. <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> one last Stan. song. One, one last one for the for the... Okay, I can do one more. This one's a cover, though, and it's like, well, a kind of a cover, kind of a rework of an old Lou Reed song mm. off the, I think it's from Songs for Drella, which is like an unofficial Velvet Underground album. So Amazing. this is, that, that can be my last one. Yes. Let's hear it, Stan. Nice. We're ready. This is a song called Style It Takes. got the money and I've got the time You want your freedom, make your freedom mine Cause I've got the style it takes And money is all that it takes I've got the money and you've got the time Give me your freedom, make your freedom mine Cause I've got the style it takes And money is all that it takes 
Come on, let me take a portrait of you A portrait the most You'll look great at There's a rock group called the Velvet Underground They make movies on them, do you like the sound? Cause they have a style of grace And I have art to make I see a Brillo box and I say it's art It's the same one you can buy at any supermarket Cause I've got the style of taste Money's all that it takes Got the style it takes You've got the style it takes You've got the style it takes You've got the style it takes Stan, this cover is very lovely. Who, who, who actually... Uh, made this cover. I think Lou Reed and John Cale. So they were two members of the Velvet Underground too. And the song's about Andy Warhol. Mm. Like, like there's a line like he, um, like would take Brillo boxes and be like, "This is modern art. This is art." And so it's like a like a album they made. They used to be friends with him about when he and when he died, they'd kind of shunned him a little bit. And so the album was kind of like an apology, as well as like a little biography of Warhol's mm. life. Why did they? Why did they shun him? Because they were assholes, like, and I think they kind of agreed, they kind of understood that when they were making this record. Like, it's not an easy listen, but it's really good. And it's, they're not the most sensitive of bands, and so to have Lou Reed being emotional is kind of interesting. Yeah, like, very introspective of him. Yeah, yeah. But it's a really, and it's a great, it's a great album about a really interesting person. Yeah. Um, and it's like a concept album that I like because the concept is all the songs are good. Um, but yeah, that's where, that's where the song's from. That's a that's a very interesting song topic. Mm. Do you, in terms of covers, do you do any covers usually? What do you like to play? I do a lot of covers, mm. um, and it depends on what occasion. I have like a little unofficial band that before parties were illegal, we'd do we'd play a lot of parties and we'd do fifties rock and roll covers, mm. and just three people straight into the amps, nothing, you know, like a shit PA that we'd kind of hooked up somewhere, like made of whatever speakers were around. And so we do like 60s and 50s rock and roll classics. And that's so much fun because people kind of can still party quite hard to them. Yeah. And so I'm a big fan of that kind of thing. Not, again, fun. Like fun, music for fun. Um, and yeah, so that kind of thing. If you are giving any illegal parties, which we do not condone here at the yeah. radio, <laughs> hit, up, <laughs> hit us up. What is, the, what is, the, what is this band It name? literally doesn't have a name. It's like, which I also quite like because it's, we are impossible to book. <laughs> and it just was a bit like we'd, someone would have something and message one of us and we'd go, should we do a set? And then we'd work out the set a few days before and then like just practice, practice, practice and then show up and then. And I love playing in people's living rooms because it takes away all of the, like when you're at a venue, sometimes it's fine. Sometimes it's great, but sometimes you're waiting around for the sound man, you're waiting around for that. Yeah. All your friends have to get there, they have to buy a ticket. Whereas you show up, you put all your stuff in the living room, you clear all the couches out. It's like the best club in the world filled with people who you really like. Mm. And it's like, what's more than that? And then they maybe they want to come up and sing and it's totally a little bit. I love it, yo. That's my, like, so I had lots of covers for that. <laughs> I love this. If you ever want to find him, just yell out in the streets of Utrecht. Yeah, just go, Stan, Stan. <laughs> oh, come out of the woodworks. Be yeah, like, yo. I'll hear it. What do you want? <laughs> what the fuck do you what want? What the fuck do you want? 
yeah. I love it, man. Do you have anything you wanna anything you wanna shout out or any music you have coming up? Anything I wanna plug? I haven't got. I might release something soon. Might release you, something in three hours. In three <laughs> hours, maybe on the train. But if you would like to f- like be on on the radar, you can follow my Spotify at Rockpool Dramas and then give the things. There's a few bits on there. You have a listen to. And Rockpool so, yeah. Dramas, you do write it in the way I think that you write it. Yeah, as in like Rockpool is where crabs live. And dramas, as in theatre, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, that's. I don't really have much else to plug. Um, say hi if you see me on the street. And what is your? Is, do you also have an artist Instagram? Is that also um, rockpool drama, or is it your personal Instagram? They're all this. They're all the. You can follow me on my personal. I don't have an artist one, but you can follow me on Twitter actually, because I feel like my tweets are criminally underrated by my <laughs> friends, by my forty followers, and so you can follow me on Twitter under the same name. Amazing. Get some quality content. <laughs> Follow him on all the platforms that you can. Yeah. Twitter mostly because that is very underrated. And check mm. out the Spotify. Thank you. Thank Stan, you so much AKA, for me. A, AKA Rockpool Dramas. It's been genuinely a blast. <laughs> It has nice. been a blast, It's been man. a blast. It has been a blast. It has been very chill. And we really like the songs as well. And with we, I of course mean just myself sitting in this room across a few three meters apart. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you very much, man. Yeah, We thank out. you for having You've, me. You've already your live sessions. <laughs>